these acronyms are more for a marketing branding positioning than they are really describing what the product is. And, and you know, I'll, you know, when you've been in the business as long as I have, back in the early days, they called it an MRP system. Yeah. And then they called it an MRP2 system with, you know, II. And then they and then they called it a rebranded it to be an ERP system. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. Do you know an ERP platform that started with the investment from Unit 4 as the subsidiary but ended up being on its own and calling itself an ERP? Do you know an ERP system that got its PSA capabilities from the Salesforce consulting firm APDO, which is now part of Wipro? Do you know an ERP platform that is primarily targeted at service-centric industries? If you have guessed financial force, then you are right. In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of financial forces capabilities. We covered many grounds, including its origin and alignment with Unit 4 and how it shaped up the target market for financial force. Finally, we covered its strengths, weaknesses and target industries. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you are joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution independently. And for today, we have a very interesting solution. It is called uh, Financial Force. There is another solution in the Salesforce ecosystem, which is called uh, RootSock. We have already reviewed that, so we are going to look at this one as well. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my quick intro. If you don't know me, Sam Gupta, principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. On that note, I am going to move to Andy for his intro. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Andy Pratico. I've been involved with ERP software for mostly small to mid-sized manufacturers all over North America for about four years years or some crazy length of time, (laughs) Uh, forever, Uh, longer than Sam's been alive. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, I also uh, uniquely, I, I... assist companies and advise companies regarding how to evaluate ERP software. I've got a book that's on Amazon and uh, I do webinars and things like that. But uh, thank you so much for joining. I hope I can contribute, Sam. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining, Andy. And if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, 
make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If you run out of time, we'll make sure that you receive your answers. On that note, Andy, I am going to start with the quick briefing on where financial force fits overall with respect to their corporate strategy and in the Salesforce ecosystem, how they compare with other ERP systems and um, what is going to be the uh, sort of the highest win rate for them among the industries that they really like to target uh, overall from the product perspective as well as from the psychology perspective. Um, so uh, financial force is a very interesting solution, okay? So obviously, Salesforce has been trying to become more of the platform play for a long time. We have reviewed Salesforce. I don't know if you recall, Andy. We, so we found that they really like to be sort of the CRM play, but at the same time, they are also trying to become more of the platform where other developers can develop the industry functionality. And in their case, the developers are going to be uh, not small players as you are going to find with the other ERP systems. In their case, there are going to be some serious uh, development companies that are going to be uh, private equity funded, VC funded. So obviously, overall, Salesforce ecosystem is pretty humongous. Uh, I like to compare it with uh, Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft has fairly large ecosystem as well. And they are more of the platform company as opposed to more of the business application. Now, Financial Force has another twist, the way they started, Andy. And I don't know if you know their history or not. And I don't even know if you are familiar with the solution called Unit 4. And we are going to be reviewing them most likely next year. We had parked them because for uh, until now, our focus has been primarily the product-centric industries. But we have done some service-centric industries as well, uh, service-centric solutions as well. Uh, so now we are going to be reviewing in Unit 4 shortly. So this Unit 4 company, and I'll give you a little brief here for Unit 4 as well, so you can connect the dots between the relationship between Unit 4 and Financial Force. So Unit 4 is targeted for not-for-profit. They are going to have probably the deepest functionality that you are going to find for really large schools, universities, and there you might not even recognize whether that's really an ERP, to be honest, okay? That's how different that is going to appear, and that's how different those industries could be. Obviously, the basic accounting, financials, uh, you know, procurement is going to be fairly similar uh, in general, but even in that, there are nuances in terms of the way they work. Their CRM workflow is going to be very unique and different. Their operational workflow is going to be very unique and different. So the way Financial Force started, the Financial Force had the unit four as an investor in this company. So it started as more of the subsidiary built on top of force.com platform or the Salesforce platform. But then, you know, they became big by acquiring a lot of different solutions. So initially they were not necessarily the ERP system. They started more as the financial uh, solution than the acquired PSA from another company called APDO, and they their, their consulting division is with Wipro. I don't know if you are familiar with that company. That is more of the Indian, really big Indian company. They are one of the largest, almost like Accenture. So the, the consulting division is with them, but they built a product for PSA, and they sold this to Financial Force. So that's how Financial Force got PSA functionality, and not even sure if you are familiar with what PSA stands for, 
it's called professional services automation it's really designed for consulting companies to uh, provide that project centric functionality and when you look at the project centric functionality it's very different overall when you look at these business services consulting services companies like you and me i mean we are not necessarily a manufacturing company <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's very different operations and and workflow yes i understand yeah so i'll pause there i don't know if you're going to have any commentary there based on the comments i offered then i'll build some more on that no no not too much I, you know you're right i'm not super familiar with the financial force product but i certainly do know how it's it has a relationship with uh, salesforce and salesforce of course is the uh, what do you want the flagship crm system in the world these days so i'm sure it's got some good features as well yeah so obviously they are extremely deep overall in the crm functionality and crm itself it's it's a humongous ecosystem if you look at the amount of integrations that you are going to have the amount of capabilities that you are going to have when people think of crm they are thinking okay maybe module of the erp but that's probably 5% of crm crm is far bigger yeah 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 in general crm is is far bigger and now the people who are going to be in the salesforce ecosystem the companies that are going to be really crm heavy or if they are utilizing salesforce and in general if you look at the tech companies consulting companies they are massive massive uh, users of salesforce because their sales cycle is, is far longer they are going to have very thick layers of marketing automation they are really big on content in general and then the transaction is like once in blue moon they are going to get like a million dollar deal <laughs> that's not their brand and butter i mean their brand and butter is going to be in that pre sales process so that's where they spend a lot of money and energy in aligning those processes so if you don't have any other comments in terms of the comparison i guess you know we have reviewed oracle erp cloud the way i like to think about this particular product it's very comparable um, to oracle erp cloud in general in terms of the industry focus the way the platform is built and i like to differentiate between your product centric industries and the service centric industries these two are completely completely different from erp perspective typically you don't want to implement a service centric erp to your product centric industry and product centric erp to your service centric industry that just Absolutely. doesn't work right so even yeah. in service industries there are different layers overall so the way i like to compare or think oracle cloud erp in my mind is a very 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 service centric erp the way it is done obviously they all are going to claim they can all do manufacturing they are going to have a bunch of manufacturing logos as well but it's not really designed for that workday is another solution that a lot of people sure. think that it's erp they started as acm they built their financials they have a little bit of procurement uh, and now you know they are going to claim that they are erp as well but they are only erp for the service centric in industries in fact there's a, a you know little correlation there between how these companies grew but now they see themselves as competitors so if you look at the typical sales cycle of salesforce salesforce is going to go with salesforce plus birthday plus service now plus financial force and that's why they wanted to have financial force because once they go to sap then they are going to lose everything i guess <laughs> so uh, that was a very typical combination and that's why you had these best of breed solution you had salesforce you have birthday you had service now and what else am i missing here there's one more that i'm missing here uh for hcm you mean no best of breed uh, architecture when you look at the best oh, of breed architecture okay. so salesforce is really big in in that crm space hcm 
we have Workday, and then I, I, I guess you know P2P solutions, Coupa, Riba, those are but oh, those are slightly yeah. different. Oh yeah, uh, out there. Right. So again, in terms of comparison, the other comparison that you are going to see on these slides, uh, you know, Salesforce had a big threat overall from NetSuite as well, and it's very interesting. I always thought NetSuite as more of the product-centric product because they were always heavy into the e-commerce warehouses. I never thought that product as more of the service centric, but NetSuite's big focus is actually in the service centric industry. That's where they win a lot. A is lot. that right? That's where yeah. it really focuses, eh? That makes sense. I would not say that's project really... management as well. Yeah, yeah, they are really big into that. Yeah, yeah. So tech, I would say services consulting. NetSuite is really, really big in that, and that's why financial force, in fact, Salesforce sees them as the competitor, even though if you look at the tech stack of Salesforce, they are all built around Oracle tech stack. Uh, uh, obviously, Mark uh, from Salesforce, uh, you know, he had a little Oracle background, so the tech stack is probably going to be driven by that, right? So there is a little, uh, you know, correlation there in terms of their technology exposure as well. But What's the back-end database for Salesforce? Uh, Oracle. Oh, it is. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oracle, Java, yeah, uh, traditional okay, Oracle go. stack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why you have a little divide in the market. If you look at the tech stack, the overall portfolio, you have the service companies, tech, media, telco, healthcare, all of them are going to be heavily crowded by Salesforce as well as Oracle. And now Oracle is pushing into healthcare a lot, like a lot. Okay, really, so yeah. obviously Salesforce was always there. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't have any other comments, I'm actually going to start with the slides. So it's um, great. And then we can take some more comments. So here they are saying Financial Force is a cloud-based application uh, company headquartered in California. Obviously, there's a little cor correlation uh, there as well because Oracle is in California. Financial Force is there. Uh, you know, so you obviously have that. Uh, that provides a cloud ERP solution for Force.com, uh, a cloud computing platform from Salesforce.com. Uh, Financial Force supplies accounting, billing, PSA, revenue, revenue recognition, uh, ACM, and supply chain management. It's mm. very interesting that they are saying ACM because obviously, in fact, I mean, see, if you look at even Rootstock, uh, Rootstock started more as the MRP product. Uh, even today, I don't think they have mm. equality. And typically, if you have to go to Salesforce ecosystem, you are looking at integrating at least 10 different apps to get the ERP functionality. And even after that, you probably might not get that, um, you know, because obviously integration is extremely hard in general. Uh, yeah. You know, so so even today, I think Rootstock ended up building their own accounting module. Obviously, that's weak. Uh, but initially, uh, Rootstock plus Financial Force plus a bunch of others, they were trying to sort of gang Evolve up. Evolve into a full-blown ERP. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So here, but now everybody is trying to develop their own capabilities as well. So these guys that seem to be developing their ACM capabilities, Workday obviously has financials. They seem to be winning, you know, a couple of logos, I would say, but here yeah, not a lot uh, in financials. But yeah, they they, they are doing okay. Um, here we have Financial Force was founded by, uh, you know, obviously we have a bunch of people from Unit 4 uh, and Salesforce.com. So that's where the background is coming from. It's really uh, sort of the brainchild of Unit, Unit 4. Or baby of Unit 4, I don't know uh, what is the correlation, but there is definitely a tight affiliation, uh, at least from the product psychology and target market. Uh, then, you know, the the way they started, it was a 
single ledger design that enables real time financial management and is built on salesforce.com technology platform force.com okay so initially when they started it was just one ledger and probably for these smaller companies especially tech media they don't have to have a lot of ledgers in general their financials are easier unless they are looking at uh, you know 100 subscription based uh, business model where they are billing 100 dollars every month then their business model could be extremely involved as well but for the most part you know in consulting business you are probably going to have monthly billing or you're going to have uh, you know uh, the milestone based payment for most projects and the majority of them are going to be super expensive so you are not looking at million projects you are probably looking at 100 projects so overall volume is not the same as you are going to have for the product centric industries so that's why their uh, you know financial capabilities were leaner as well in the beginning but then they grew i guess um okay so, so salesforce is private uh that's a good question actually no no salesforce is public they're public okay yeah yeah salesforce is definitely public yeah yeah um financial force could they are definitely private they are probably not obviously yeah, financial look at, look the money getting pot, tossed into them eh? yeah 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 but i'm actually shocked based on the acquisitions that salesforce has done they have not acquired either financial force or rootstock so i don't know what's going on they have acquired some of the wars but they have not acquired i always uh, thought there was some relationship there not is it's arm's length is it uh, i mean obviously salesforce is investing a lot in these companies as well they are trying to build their own ecosystem right. uh, you know the goal is really for salesforce to win deals uh, whether they have to buy these companies to be able to win those deals or just investing and be more of the silent investor i would say but there is mm. definitely alignment yeah and these guys are getting deals because of salesforce as well so there is going to be a natural synergy there's no question about that okay so here we have some more commentary in 2010 is when they uh, bought that psa platform that's where they got the erp capabilities so apdio is the company that i was talking about they are the, more of the consulting firm they still exist in montreal uh my understanding is that yeah they are like one of the largest salesforce consulting firm uh and now they are part of wipro wipro is like one of the humongous consulting firms from india so here in 2023 during financial forces annual customer day the company announced the acquisition of supply chain management vendor less software and human capital management vendor vena workforce and their intention to round out the back uh and i don't back office applications portfolio and i'm not even sure if i understand what they mean by supply chain management vendor less software i don't know if that is a name it doesn't seem so sounds like an oxymoron doesn't it i don't know i really don't know what that is to be honest and then i don't know what that means meaning you know is it going to be like you don't have vendor and then you are doing supply chain i'm not too sure what that is but that's very oh. interesting overall yeah yeah so here they are saying in 2014 the company unveils uh, financial force erp okay so this is where they got the erp in 2014 uh, in 2014 as well 50 million dollars advent international uh, is the investor there 2015 they did 110 million from technology crossover ventures uh, and obviously salesforce was always involved in that salesforce is involved in every single deal uh that is going to be part of their ecosystem there's no question about that okay and obviously one point i would like to note is any of the salesforce applications are going to be super mobile native that we saw in the case of rootstock 
Rootstock was had one of the best mobile experience in general. Um, and anything that is built on Force.com, the mobile experience is going to be native. And that's one of the best thing that you can get in the Salesforce ecosystem. Um, so obviously, financial force is going to have that as well. Not a lot of ERP systems can provide the mobile capabilities. And I'm not even sure if you really need that. Who is going to be opening up their GLs on mobile phone? I don't know if that is the smartest idea, but sure. You are going to have mobile capabilities here. Some more commentary here. So here, PS Enterprise, and this is the news article, I guess, uh, is a web-based product built on force.com. So this was another acquisition, I guess, they did. And this is the APDO1 that they are talking about for professional services teams. And this is really quality development. If you look at the product screens, they have done wonderful job, which is mind-blowing because obviously this was a consulting firm and they could actually develop very streamlined product. One thing I do like about Salesforce ecosystem, the way Salesforce governance is overall in terms of their apps. Uh, for the most part, they all seem very consistent, just like Acumatica. So one thing you can be sure if you are going to be in Salesforce ecosystem or in the Acumatica ecosystem is the quality of development is going to be slightly better. I'm not going to say that every app that you are going to find as add-on is going to be equally superior, but some uh, apps are going to be really good, especially if you have really financially backed developer developing. Uh, if you are going to have developers, you know, developing from garage, good luck with that application. <laughs> and you can probably do a better job there. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. So salesforce.com and financialforce.com uh, competitor, competitor NetSuite. So this is where they are referencing NetSuite as their competitor. And hmm. if I, my understanding is right, I think this article is from 2013, uh, you know, so they were recognizing NetSuite as the competitor. In 2013, I don't think there were a lot of ERP systems that were really cloud native uh, as such. So then some more commentary here. Here we have uh, some more. They are saying SAP is on again, off again, uh, cloud product business by design. So this is the comment on business by design product. This was the, and uh, this is the SAP's product, okay? And again, when I look at the business by design product, uh, it seems to be more of the service it center product. On the back burner now, is that right? Uh, it it always had sort of the questionable future in general, yeah. uh, even inside SAP community. Uh, you know, it never had sort of the backing for the product. Even if you talk to SAP resellers, they are probably all going to claim that the product is going to die. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, this is probably the most mature product uh, in the cloud that SAP has, especially if you talk about the operational functionality. But for some reason, even SAP treats it as more of the stepchild. Uh, it was in definitely general. one of the very first in the cloud that's for sure it's almost a shame that you know sap could not commercialize that to be honest okay it's uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's really a big shame uh, that you know it has the least market share i would say uh, overall it's done really well uh, you know it's a cloud native product uh, one of the best again from if you look at the cloud product from sap uh, business by design was one of the best product but it never got any traction agreed yeah uh, I mean, I've talked to I've talked to customers using it, and they all are pretty happy. Yeah, depending upon which industry you are talking about, uh, for some industries it could be a great product. There's no question about that. But for some industries, you are probably going to be needing a lot of add-ons. But SAP Business by Design, the way it was designed, it was really for those project-centric industries. That's where yeah. it has real depth, uh, you know. And again, it was really designed for the consulting-centric, uh, business-centric industries. Uh, it has very deep product model, bomb model for manufacturing as well, but not everything that a manufacturer is going to need. Yeah, it's, uh, it's missing some pieces there. But for project management, it's it's very, very good. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah. obviously, this is a jab on business by design that you didn't really have any sort of products in the cloud. Uh, you know, NetSuite was stealing the show. Akimatica stole the show. Uh, overall, from the cloud perspective, there's no question about that. Uh, so that's why financial force was really big on this one. But I don't know if financial force really picked up, to be honest. I don't know, you know, if it is as hot as your NetSuite or Akimaticas of the world. It does not have as many uh, installations or uh, implementations. Um, so NetSuite uh, has pretty much uh, had the entire market for mid-sized mid companies wanting a cloud ERP to themselves. There are a large number of cloud accounting products for SMBs. And Intech provides an answer to companies that have outgrown their small solutions but aren't yet ready for full-blown ERP. And this is a little background on Sage Intech as well. And when we reviewed it, we felt that it was really an accounting product. I mean, I just did not see much of the ERP functionality in that. So that's what they are trying to say, that even today, Sage Intech is very lean um, overall in terms of their operational functionality. They are trying to build that, but yeah, it's still today, it, it's it's very, very lean. Financial force that it had acquired supply chain management vendor less software. Again, they are using the same term and human capital management vendor when a workforce, I don't know what that means. Uh, probably that is specific to any specific industries. Okay, so these two acquisitions that well, they acquired. Maybe it means vendor less because it's not designed for products. It's designed for human capital service. Supply chain management vendor less software. Right. It so supply chain management supply is actual consultants or something like that. Right. I think you are right. So basically, you are not going to have procurement there. Right. Uh, or maybe you are going to have indirect procurement, uh, but that's going to be supply chain management, and it would make sense why um, financial force bought it. So you are probably right there. Yeah. Only uh, guessing. Uh, no, but that does seem right. Thank you so much, Andy. What that means in real terms is all that product. Uh, okay, so I don't see much there. So unless you guys have any other comment. Here, some more commentary here. So this is the vendor announces, uh, you know, this is the funding that they got. Uh, and uh, financial force itself is an interesting player, actually a subsidiary. So this is where they have used a very specific uh, language, and that is going to be unit force subsidiary, which is very interesting. Um, and financial force has somewhat cut the apron. So obviously they parted their ways uh, because now unit four, now probably they are competing in, in every single deal uh, because, you know, where you are going to have unit four, most likely you are probably going to have financial force as well. So, which is kind of interesting. Two brothers or sisters are competing with each other. <laughs> okay, here the industries that they have outlined, and these are the right industries for them. So, they have outlined business services, health and life sciences is very interesting. Obviously, these are also going to be the industries where Salesforce is going to have massive play. Typically, the go-to-market strategy for anybody that is going to be in Salesforce ecosystem, they all start with, you know, CRM is easiest to sell, and then I'm going to be selling a lot of follow-on products. That's how Salesforce strategy is. And these are the industries where Salesforce is extremely strong as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, any industries where Salesforce is going to be strong, obviously, your Oracle is going to be strong. Workday is going to be strong. Because, again, they all have sort of the synergy in terms of technology that they use. Even Workday is built on Java and Oracle because, again, that came from Oracle as well. Uh, you know, if, you, if we reviewed Workday history, Workday founder was from PeopleSoft. Uh, Oracle acquired people soft, so there's a lot of correlation there as well. So these are the industries where Oracle is really strong. Business services, health and life sciences, media and digital communication, professional services and consulting, software, high-tech and IT services, and telecom. So 
here, these are the dashboards. And obviously, one of the best thing that you are going to find with any of the apps that are going to be as part of your Salesforce ecosystem is going to be the look and feel of Salesforce that you are going to get. In fact, the data model that Salesforce has, obviously, it's one of the strongest data model uh, in the CRM space, but then they have extended the data model for a lot of other applications. So anything that is going to have that is going to be built on Salesforce architecture, it's probably going to have the enterprise flavor, taste, capabilities, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but you know, most of them are going to have that power of Salesforce, which is what makes these applications really powerful in general. Now, if you look at the way they have visualized this, and uh, Andy, you were talking about business by design. If you look at the business by design experience, to be honest, it's not going to be as rich as this, okay? Even though it is great, okay? So you are going to get a little Gantt chart. You're going to have, uh, a, you know, but you're not going to get these colorings uh, that you can find in uh, in this particular application. Uh, you know, overall, if you look at the experience, it's done really, really well. The way any consulting companies, companies like you and us, you know, like to see uh, the way our dashboards need to be built. Now, so this is the example. And if you look at their pro project, the project for the consulting companies are going to be very different as well. The way they like to structure, for example, if you look at the manufacturing companies, they are probably going to have your departments, divisions, sites, entities. Um, you are probably going to have country, but you are never going to have something called practice. Okay. So th these guys use a thing called practice because every single capability that your consulting company is going to have is going to be built around a practice. In fact, if you look at some of the engineering firm, design firm, architecture firms, when they are going to be sort of the combination of manufacturing, 30% manufacturing, 30% construction, and 30% consulting. So they are also going to be using terms such as practice. And that's where the lines are really thin in terms of, okay, are you a manufacturing company? Are you a construction company? Are right. you a consulting company? <laughs> So, I, got, I got a cute little tidbit for you, Sam. Yeah, please. My, my last name is practice in Italian. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. All right. doctor's so you, practice. So you were really designed for uh, practice, I guess, right? For this uh, software, Andy. yeah. Right. But you are selling in the wrong industry, uh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you should be selling in companies with practices. There you go. <laughs> But nice, uh, nice translation there. I like it. Okay, uh, so some more, uh, you know, comments here. So now I'm going to read practice as Pratico here. Um, so here, <laughs> <laughs> so we have practice as high tech, and this is how most of the professional services companies are structured. They are going to have capabilities such as uh, high tech. They are going to have, let's say, if they are selling in manufacturing, they could have a man uh, practice called manufacturing. They could have a practice called distribution, life sciences. These are some of the practices that you are going to have. Manufacturing may have the practice as well, but it's not as formalized organizational structure. Uh, you know, they will probably have a target market from the marketing perspective. They might have a little industry, but their financial and operational models are not necessarily designed around these practices. There might be a little boundary there. Let's say if you are selling in medical versus uh, non-medical, you might have a little... Uh, you know, walls there inside your company, uh, inside your warehouse. But for the most part, the practices don't really have the formal boundaries and manufacturing. So this is where your project versus service industries are going to be different. Um, you have region and typically each region is going to have different capabilities because 
believe it or not consulting businesses even if they are virtual they are very regionalized and that's why you have the regional capabilities there and then you have account uh, account may be used in a lot of different manufacturing industries as well but again it's not as uh, formalized structure the way their projects are going to be the way they are going to be built it's going to be very different as well overall so that's a real difference between your project manufacturing versus delivering a project uh, as a consulting company and again you know the project companies or project manufacturing could, could have the billing rate as well but the way they account is very different the skills are not as relevant in the consulting business the skills are going to be uh, extremely important because you know you sometimes the resources could be $70 an hour sometimes they could be $200 an hour i mean manufacturing the average resources probably going to be $20 an hour <laughs> so that's you a real difference cost exactly exactly yeah. and you know how much can you lose let's say 20% okay sure you are going to lose 15% you know on a resource so what uh, you know that is still very low but let's say if you are losing 15% on $200 an hour billing rate good luck with that <laughs> so that's why the monitoring that you are going to require uh, for a project especially for the consulting business is going to be very different in general um surprisingly enough the, the in the demo data they have used a lot of euro so i don't know if that correlation is coming from the european region or they are selling there again because unit 4 is a very european company in general they don't okay. do as well in the us uh, so far um they are trying to in europe you know unit 4 yeah <clears throat> where are they based not i think overall they will do well overall in western europe uh, that's my understanding so many so many come you know obviously with sap in germany that it makes sense but so many of the european software erp systems are in germany uh, surprisingly enough if you look at the the average or a lot of software companies even e-commerce companies a lot of them are from germany uh, yeah. you know, uh, germany france italy these are the countries that are doing the most software development yeah. for some reason yeah so sap obviously germany is going to be very hard for unit 4 in general okay anything that is going to be based in germany you know sap by default even the consulting companies are probably going to be using sap in general uh, they, they grew up using sap so they are really big on that yeah. unit 4 but unit 4 ifs they all are very european centric company they mm. win a lot in europe okay so here some more comments so here you know the the functionality such as resource request is very different as well and that is embedded throughout your process so for example when you are going to have an opportunity for opportunity you are going to have a resource request the way you are going to be doing purchase request so these resource request are not really your purchase request these are the resource demand that are triggered by an opportunity and these resource request are going to be sort of firm up in your schedule so and by the way the scheduling is very tricky in this particular space as well because the skills that you are going to have they are not necessarily replaceable for example if you look at manufacturing there are very 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 few industries which really care for these skill set in general most of the manufacturing workers you can swap out very easily unless you are in more of the electronics industry where let's say you have a welder or, or a solder you know for those guys they require certification uh, medical obviously you are going to have problems but for the most part the workers are really swappable that's not the case so that's why this is very 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 different and that's why the hcm workflows are very different as well and that's the reason why work they do does so well in in these industries in general because you need require the tight integration of your learning certification hcm processes uh, as part of your erp system okay so some more commentary here overall in terms of the planned cost planned hours 
when you are going to be comparing this with the manufacturing projects, uh, it's going to be fairly similar. But again, the tracking of margin is far more important in these industries uh, than any other industries. And then you need to find out, okay, where are the problems overall in terms of the project? In general, even if you are doing expensive construction projects, you are probably going to require this. Uh, you know, they are probably going to have similar workflow and, and life cycle. Okay, this is where the rubber really meets the road, to be honest. Okay, when you are looking at the life of a project manager uh, inside a professional services company, they, this is what they live and breathe. Okay, so the scheduling, uh, again, when we talk about scheduling, it could mean a lot of different things. Everybody becomes so passionate about scheduling. But when we look at, uh, you know, service-centric scheduling based on a specific skill set, this is a very different project manager workflow and they need to be really on top of this and you're going to have things such as swap resources split assignment uh you know things these feature sets you're not going to find in your project centric industries in general yeah and all of that is going to be aligned with your practice region and region and practice is just not a random field it is actually part of your workflow entire workflow when you are scheduling when you are costing everything is sort of very tightly integrated and again you know it's a very different functionality uh, compared to the other systems that we have reviewed so far. Now, even the Gantt chart is going to be very different in general. Uh, this one is going to be far more nuanced. Uh, in this particular case, you are going to have the start date and end date, and you are probably going to be estimating this in days. And in most of the manufacturing ERP systems, especially these smaller ones, okay, that are targeting SMBs, they might be estimating in hours. Uh, this In service companies, you don't really care for hours because you are not doing four-hour jobs unless that is going to be part of your service maintenance. And again, service maintenance is a very different industry. They might have very short run jobs. So again, if you are a professional services company that also does short run jobs, I don't know if this is going to be a fit for you because this is really designed for those long-term uh, projects that are going to be three months, six months, uh, eight months. Those are and really expensive ones. Yeah, which, which is representative of the Gantt chart we're looking at right here. Exactly, exactly. And that's why we have it in days, not in hours. Okay, so this is very important as well. So this is the prediction of the projects. And this is a very, very, very important functionality, even in the case of construction. And some of the construction ERP systems are trying to come up with this. One of the things that you want to do as your construction company or as the professional services company, you do not want to work on projects that are going to lose money. Okay, that is a nightmare for the business. And here estimating that okay the person who typically estimates a project is you know is 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 very highly respected in general in these organization because estimating that uh, to the point precision is, is is very 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 hard so you know here what you are doing is you are basically looking at past trends and you are trying to predict whether this project is going to be successful or profitable or you should consider this or not and sometimes you know typically the betting process in most companies is going to be you hire people like ND who are going to be qualifying the deals. And if the deals seem profitable, then it's going to go. But you don't necessarily look at the data. And that's why you have the qualification process as part of your professional service companies. So this is a big deal for these companies as well that you are not going to find in manufacturing system. Now, some of the financial functionality is not going to be as intuitive. So overall, the if you look at the object structure, is very intuitive because that's built as part of your Salesforce platform. So the way your Salesforce is going to look and feel, it's going to be very similar. But if you look at, for example, here, you have the edit option for your journal entries. Now, that doesn't make a ton of sense, to be honest. Yeah, okay, from the accounting perspective, you even have an option for delete. Why and would you edit them? 
exactly and most likely you are probably going to get an error okay that you are not supposed to be deleting this when you are going to be clicking in this and maybe they allow this i don't know maybe you have an option to sort of allow or not allow but in general you know if you look at this from the accounting perspective you are probably going to be shocked <coughs> <laughs> now you can delete your journal entries so who are the quickbooks <laughs> but overall uh, you know i still like the way their objects are connected and structured and that is very easy to follow along in general inside salesforce and that's why people love salesforce um, then you are going to have very nuanced scenarios overall when you look at the revenue recognition revenue expense matching principle when you have to bill and match the expenses in the same financial cycle that's where this gets really pretty and when you are going to have contract where you have one uh, uh, let's say prepayment for the project and then you have the maintenance deal that is going to be let's say uh, what is the right financial term for that um that is going to be amortized i guess over the period of the life cycle of the maintenance agreement uh, that's where you are going to be uh, you need probably the nuanced functionality for that and that's where this uh, system is really designed for that when you are going to have either the prepayment or when you are going to have one time payment uh, it's going to be implementation service maintenance agreement and those agreements typically are going to have very different life cycle not only from the execution perspective but also from the revenue recognition perspective so some reviews and here okay so let's look at who is this person so this is coming from director in finance and accounting this is the telecom account so this is definitely aligned with their target market 51 to 200 employees so this is mid market my understanding of financial force solution is they like to go after the really large accounts enterprises that's what they are trying to go after it is not necessarily an smb solution the way they started i think they started as more of the small account but right now their target market is really the large accounts that's what they are going after so here the accounting and finance department uses financial force automation uh, accounting ffa for ap um, gl transactions or entire organization uses salesforce as a crm and i don't doubt why you would use financial force because you are already on salesforce and you are telecom company which is probably going to have a million operational systems that has nothing to do with erp so you really need your hcm you need financials you need a little bit of procurement uh, and that's why you are appreciating this and your crm functionality is going to be far deeper and we have seen in the case of salesforce they are really strong in telecom they have very nuanced cpq functionality for telecom insurance verticals so obviously sales salesforce is really strong in those industries and they are saying we are able to automate ap and allow outside department to access vendor and ap information so this is where your vendor collaboration workflow is going to be which is going to be far more nuanced that the external systems are able to get that financial reporting could be easier to use so they don't like financial reporting again i don't know where this uh you know person was coming from if this person has used sap or something like that before they are probably not going to like this go ahead andy well you're going to say uh, you know financial force obviously is targeted at, at being an offering a financial system so it's interesting that this fellow was saying that the reporting is not that good you know if they're used to sap well i mean this is only a 200 less than 200 employee company so that something doesn't make sense Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, Salesforce reporting is a little clunky. To be honest, even I've used it. You will probably, right? yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's not going to be even some of the ERP systems nowadays probably have the better architecture uh, for Ooh. reporting. Yeah, than Salesforce. Salesforce, you have to go to a report tab. Uh, the way legacy architecture was, and again, Salesforce was built in 1999, so it's been a little while. You know, you don't really have the reports integrated uh, in your functions. Oh, I um, see. 
yeah accounting people they are not going to like accounting you know if you look at the way accounting systems are built they are designed more from the business user perspective so for them it could be slightly harder in general so here they are seeing more out of the box reports for standard reconciliation and again it's not going to have as many reports from the accounting and finance perspective that you are going to find with the real financial system so it's still very baby erp in general uh, it does not have as many uh, as much accounting functionality salesforce is great for crm uh, but financial force uh, not too sure yeah some of the processes are time consuming they are saying time consuming i don't know whether they are more talking about just the number of clicks um, they are going to require uh, to do that or really talking about the time it takes in running those processes exactly exactly and data model is designed more from the crm perspective so i don't doubt if they might be taking slightly longer but typically salesforce only attacks let's say very tiny slice of the data object that they're trying to do when you are doing the whole length of the transaction from your order to cash procure to pay that's where the real performance is going to be and when you are going to have the tightness of financial data uh you know a lot of systems struggle <laughs> it's well, very, you know, very the good. comment you made about uh, erp and it's the same thing with crm yeah to look at salesforce versus some of these little ones right yeah um these acronyms are more for a marketing branding positioning than they are really describing what the product is and, and you know I'll, you know when you've been in the business as long as i have back in the early days they called it an mrp system yeah and then they called it an MRP2 system with, you know, II. And, yeah. then, they, and then they called it, rebranded it to be an ERP system. And, and at each stage, all the packages, no matter how sophisticated or how simple, try to jump on the bandwagon of the new branding. And I'm only waiting for the new branding of the ERP systems, you know, ERP2 or whatever they want to call it, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And with I mean, CRM, I mean, Salesforce really is an enterprise CRM system. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, acronyms can only go so far. I mean, you cannot yeah. be binary about these systems. I mean, they are really complex. It's just systems. marketing branding. That's I all know. it is. I know. Um, so some more comments here. Uh, FFA is a great choice if you are already using Salesforce and want to report on KPIs directly from the source data. Obviously, the integration is going to be very tight. There's yes, no question I, about I, that. I've heard that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, some more questions. So this is the financial force for a growing small company. Uh, this is the computer software company, which is the right fit, okay? This is like one of the best uh, that you can get for the computer software. 51 to 200 people. So here's some more commentary. Uh, since Salesforce was not made with accounting in mind, so even they are complaining about accounting, building Ooh. financial force as a module on top of Salesforce gives problems because the overarching architecture of Salesforce cannot facilitate all the accounting requirements. And I completely agree with that. The financial force integration team was not as good. Sure, that's more of the jab on their support and implementation. Don't expect your OEM to provide consulting. That's not their uh, you know, role. So if you cannot afford to pay for consulting, you know, this is what you get, I guess. Uh, <laughs> did not help set up our financial force very well. They are product experts. They are not supposed to be consultants their customer support is also lacking i mean you know this is what customer support in general looks like for most oems so i don't buy that financial force does not actually build financial statements reports nobody's going to do that in the market uh, hire consultants who can who are going to do this for you if your business is not a subscription business financial force will be easier to manage and that is a little shocking comment for me because now they are saying that and subscription, I don't know whether this is more of the product subscription 
or the service subscription. No, I mean, uh, this is probably service subscription. So if you think about that, that's that's warranty agreements, right? Or co co service agreements, subscription. You're paying a monthly fee for whatever it requires. That would be for the product-centric companies. But I think this guy is referring for more of the service-centric company, even that as well. You could have subscription and typically Zora was the product that was really designed for that. Even Netflix okay. does really well in that service subscription model where you are going to have, let's say you talk about, you said warranty and you, did you say maintenance agreement as well, Andy? Uh, contracts, service contracts. Service contracts. and Preventative maintenance, right? Yeah, I, I just want to be a, a little careful there because there's a little nuance there between yeah, your... No, not, I, 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 yeah, you're right. I, it's not a product. I, mean, I was it's still, um, I, I don't know, I guess some service-oriented uh, human capital type service companies are providing contracts as well, I assume. So this is going to be, for example, let's say you have your ERP business, right? So you typically would charge hourly rate, right? But then if you, let's say, want to provide some sort of support, support that Infor or SAP is providing, uh, then that support is going to be, okay, uh, you know, I am going to have the support okay, agreement. like the hotline uh, support, for example. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. That's a very different business model in general. Yeah, That's okay. what I think he's referring. Yeah. So some more uh, comment here. Financial uh, force accounting by Salesforce. Uh, accounting company, 10,000 employees. Mind-blowing that 10,000 employees uh, company is able to use financial force. Okay. So what are they experiencing? System is slow. When <laughs> natural, because obviously you didn't use the right system. You know, problems with action views. So we don't have much details. But, you know, I don't know if this can really pull off. Uh, the workload expectations of the 10,000 people company. And by the way, here we are talking about just the finance, okay? When you are going to have as complex processes manufacturing, good luck with that. And these are older yeah. comments, so too. This is 2016. Yeah, but I don't know if there is a lot that has been changed, especially in the financial really force ecosystem. Really changed much? Okay. Uh, architecture, I would doubt, and I don't know how much they are selling, and based on how much they are able to sell, obviously, that's how much R&D money they are going to have. So it's not that they are going to change the product completely. Uh, data model is not going to change. So yeah, I, I probably would agree with this comment. Here, construction company, 51 to 200 employees. Again, I think there's a little stress there. Either we have two small companies or two company. large companies. Wow. Yeah, so let's see what construction. So construction company is saying financial force accounting is being used by the accounting department. So construction company has used only for the accounting. And sometimes the construction companies could be a little different as well, okay? So let's say if you are going to have more of the architectural companies, their professional services workflow is very strong in general. And you have a lot of apps in the Salesforce ecosystem. Sure. They start using a lot of CRM functionality and they say, hey, I've got another app, Financial Force, use it for accounting. Uh, <laughs> so that's how that process typically goes. Uh, but, you know, you miss everything in between, I guess. Uh, so here they are saying it is not directly used by any other department. I believe you because it's not going to work. Uh, <laughs> But it is integrated with our salesforce.com platform, which is used by sales department. I believe you, again, you are combining sales accounting, but everything else is missing. Uh, that's not how you run your construction business. Uh, so sorry, that's a wrong buy. Should not have bought this. It took a very, very, very long time to implement. And we had configuration issues after the implementation. Wrong product. You know, you are going to get tons of issues there. Um, so good luck with that. Cannot I, I hate to say this, but very, very long time is a relative statement. Exactly, I agree. <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Um, well, it took five me three years. days. <laughs> exactly. 
let's see if we can cap- cover some more comments here. We have four minutes. We'll open up for some comments. Salesforce. Okay, these guys yeah. obviously like it. Uh, Andy, how much time do you need for the comments? We have four minutes. You, you tell me. Do you want to do reviews? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's do some more reviews then. So here we have, this is the transportation company. By the way, transportation vertical, great vertical for, for Salesforce. They there are really no. strong there in general. Yeah. Okay. So this is a great fit probably for financial force as well. And the reason why it is a great fit is because the operational workflow that these companies are going to have is very different. Your ERP systems are probably going to suck. Uh, so please do not buy any ERP system for your transportation uh, company. You know, this requires very different operational system. And that's why Salesforce and financial force is the right fit here. So here they are saying the reporting engine can be overwhelming for the average user. So this is probably second or third comment for the reporting. So it's not just one. So there is a real problem there with reporting. This is improving with each new release, but is not out there. What is the date here? We don't have date here. I don't know. It's probably the uh, probably the older one as well. While the company does not use purchase orders, there may be a need. So this is probably an older review because now I think they have the purchase orders uh, when they bought that uh, supply chain solution. But again, that solution is going to be very specific to your service-centric companies. It's not really designed for your direct it's procurement. Vendorless. Exactly, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so there may be some need at some point in the future to the procurement and known uh, operations, goods and service. Goods, forget about it. You get services, that could be a huge win. The functionality isn't currently supported by financial force, although, okay, some you can create some purchase, custom purchase objects, uh, you know, that you can do in any system. That's like pure development. So don't try that. Also had a simple, straightforward expense reporting. Yeah, so a lot of problems overall. Uh, two minutes. So we have good product, but has some gaps. No customizable financial statements. Mm. So again, financial... Yeah, financial statements. A lot of complaints about reporting financial statements. By the way, this is from 2022, Andy. Can you believe wow. this? Brand yeah, yeah. Uh, there Just tends to be a few months ago. Exactly. Some mm-hmm. heralded solution to this, but so far, every one of them has had their own shortcomings. We end up using, so they are using Power BI. By the way, Power BI is not supposed to be your ERP. Now, if you have to design your ERP on Power BI, you are going to have a lot of issues in general. Some They're using more... Power BI for what? For analytics or so for financial statements? It becomes really crazy and the way it works. And I'm probably going to, let's talk about this issue. Okay. So typically the way the companies work is they are going to have a lot of shortcoming that they are not able to manage. So what they do is they try to create these workflows inside these dashboards and Power BI, just because it's slightly easier to manage. You can write. It looks SQL. like it might work. It's easier for business users because they can write SQL statements. But the goal of that is not really to create ERP. The goal of that is just create reports that are going to be easy. Financial reports, uh, yes, it is a report, but it it does a lot more than that. (laughs) Comments, Andy? No, you know, I think you did a good job covering it. I think it, uh, well, you know, basically Financial Force, its namesake obviously tells you what is targeted at. But uh, as far as a project management, I guess a financial project project management system, it's probably not bad. But it seems to it does seem to be missing some pieces. Yeah, I completely agree. Thank you so much, Andy. So let's do the comments uh, real quickly. 
I suppose practice is like a doctor's practice. Okay, so okay, so you have somebody who can uh, you know match up your speed, Andy. Let's hope hope the edit of the GL entry actually leaves the original entry. Uh, yes, you are so right, Andy. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We have seen in some system Makola. I guess you know they they eat the court when they are going to be converting that to the order. So good luck with those systems. You know, so that's a great comment, I guess. Uh, Andy, you have not heard of exact industrial. Excellent internet enterprise resource planning and <laughs> continual improvement. Yeah, <laughs> boy, Anders. Um, thank typical you very much. Anders comment. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's an acronym for you. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. Amazing, Andy. Any other comments? No, that's it. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, that's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We pick one vendor or the solution. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another solution or the vendor. On that note, thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Have a great week, everybody. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about ND Pratico, head over to ESAFT. Dot com. It's ESSOFT.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Jim Downs, who shares his insights into the importance of tracking meaningful financial KPIs to improve profitability and growth for CPG companies. Also, the interview with Alok Ajmera, who discusses the corporate performance management, CPM function, and breaks down its processes into the tactical cost saving and strategic components. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.